here to review Uncle Tom's Cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tomas's Cabin. Oh no, how, that's how some you, cultural appropriation right there. How are you doing, Dana? I'm great. I'm great. I am I'm glad to be home from all the travels. You have been traveling like nonstop the last two weeks, but you've gone and done some fun stuff. You went to the Super Bowl. What was more exciting, the Super Bowl or the political stuff in New Hampshire? <laughs> you know what? All of it was pre- – I have to say all of it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, we we have of... been discussing this book thing pa- back and forth, <laughs> and yeah, we've been trying bit. to chide each other to not yell at each other while you're on the podcast. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. I, want to I want the full thing. You guys don't understand that Friday mornings, you. I'm like, I cannot wait to listen to this. <laughs> Everyone loves the yelling, I'm telling you. Oh my gosh, I try so hard not to yell, and every week I yell. Well, I love all of it. I think your podcast yeah. is fantastic in every way. Oh, that's like oh, the that's highest praise. I'm glad you enjoy our unmitigated rage at each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to not get yelled at. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that, every week. That it's every week, is it? Well, so we should start. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, let's rock and roll here. But then so, you guys are going to do more of the podcast, right? We yes. Probably will, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, we don't really need an introduction for Dana, 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 but we have Dana Prino with us on this great uh, uh, book club. I think our first, right? This is our first yeah. book probably. This is our yeah. first book we've ever read as a podcast. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we welcome Dana. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Great. So I love I think, this podcast. I love it. Uh, yeah, put that as a blurb on the on the website there, Super like Mexican. That, that makes one of us. I think uh, <laughs> I think we uh, I think we lost that last blurb she cut for us, so we need to have another Dang one. It. But okay. But yeah. Um. So you recommended this book uh, to us, American Dirt by Janine Cummins, and it is uh, a very controversial. There's a lot of controversy around this. Um, I think what we wanted to do is kind of talk about our general impressions about it, uh, and then um, maybe talk about the controversy, and uh, yeah. after that, talk about some uh, some uh, spoiler uh, content. So we kind of want to you know leave it open for people who haven't read it and just want to know what it's about. Well, 
I do think in a way you kind of maybe have to spoil it a little I think bit, so. but yeah. I think I, if I could maybe just tell you why I've wanted people to read it, um, because you listen to I'll Tell You What, uh, yes. you know that Ann Patchett is one of my favorite American authors, and I've had this the real pleasure of getting to know her um, just a little bit. I'm not going to say like we're like best friends or anything, but um, when I saw her in early December at her store in Nashville, she asked, we talked about what books we were reading, and she said, have you read American Dirt yet? Because she had the early copy, the galley. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. And she said, oh, you, you must. It's going to be the talk of the year. Um, oh, she is, was not wrong. <laughs> yeah. that, well, And this is before she knew the controversy wow. was coming. And she said, um, it's being called the grapes of wrath of our time. Because it's about a migration, right? It's like right. A, a mass migration. Mm-hmm. And so I pre-ordered the book. It arrived on the day that um, it came out. And I finished it, like, in two days. Because I could not put it down. I think it is such a great book. And it is about um, a migration. The, I just want to say, like, the, the controversy, though, is total baloney. And I'm so mad about it. And... That's why I was one of the things. It's not only, I think it's like such a good book, but I feel like people should read it to understand how ridiculous that this leftist controversy is. You and I are on the same page. (laughs) I have a feeling that somebody's going to pipe up and disagree, and I'm going to. Is Soup going to disagree? He is. We've already been fighting about it this afternoon. No, no, no. I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I think that that if anyone is going to criticize it, they need to read it first and know what they're talking about. Right. And I, I, I do think the the controversy on all sides is like everything else in politics, where people are reacting to headlines, they're reacting to things that they heard, and they're not reacting to what people are actually saying. But so there's there's two there's different kinds of uh, uh, criticisms of the book, but one of them is is simply that uh, Janine Janine Cummings is not Hispanic and and that's the one that has set me off. You know, right? It really right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think there's different kinds of, of of criticism, and that one is the least reasonable of them. But I do think that there's some other criticism that I kind of find okay. some has some worth to them. Well, uh, we should talk. Let, should we save the controversy till after yeah. Matt? Gives, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, wanted, I was wondering if Matt could give us his summation of the book. Kind oh, of like that would. Yeah. Uh, wait, a, a summary or like like what I the, thought the about Matt, it? The Matt version of a. Of okay. A well, like I thought. Okay, so uh, as a gringo, or I can't remember the word they use, like <laughs> hachato yeah. or something. I don't uh, know. Gabacho. Gabacho. Uh, my, I didn't. Not gazpacho. That's different. As no, a gazpacho. Wait, Matt, are you gonna give us this your um like what the book's about um like like General Solomon? Uh, I can do that. I can do that. Uh, General Swami. So, uh, well, well, as as a gazpacho, I thought that uh, I I never really understood uh, immigration from an inside perspective. All I saw was is the people that work here, and then imagine like a ton of people at the border just trying to get in. I never thought about. All the people, you know, in the inner country and all of Central America and all the dangers they go through. So in that part, it was kind of like it it, it was kind of like, hey, uh, I'm a white person writing this book. And uh, here's a, a book about all this. And uh, 
<laughs> that, 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 I know wow. that sounds weird, but <laughs> it's certainly better than Stephen King's blurb in the yeah. back of the book. <laughs> well, it, it, it's like, it, it, I mean, but it was written in a way that I could consume it as a consumer that likes fiction, and I thought, wow, this is really good. I didn't know all this stuff. It made me go and learn all this stuff about immigration and the 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 killer train and. Uh, all that stuff like like that. I just uh, I thought that was uh, kind of uh, eye opening. I guess. Snoop, what's wrong with Stephen King's blurb? Oh no no I'm just I was just teasing. I, he wasn't I didn't teasing Dana. It, yeah. He wasn't teasing. I, <laughs> I didn't even read the blurbs. Are I we won't... gonna have our first argument? I yeah, think over Stephen King. Yeah, We've right. already had rising blood pressures in the DMs. <laughs> So, so basically, the the book uh, tells a story of a woman who is a bookseller in Mexico in uh, Acapulco, right? And uh, probably her, considered like upper middle class in Acapulco. Right. Uh, right. And uh, her 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 husband is a journalist, and he runs afoul of the local cartel. And one day, the the very opening is uh, is her entire family is murdered, and she it was riveting and frightening. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. uh, It is barbaric and brutal what what happens. But you you get tossed right in the middle of it. And the the rest of it is her trying to reason her way out of this and try to get her son to safety. And the only thing she can think to do to get away from the cartels, because they have a very personal attachment to her, is that she needs to go to the north. And uh, and that means uh, getting on a getting on uh, the very famous uh, train called the Beast. La Vestia, that uh, that migrants use to to uh, to make the trip shorter all the way up to uh, America, and it is harrowing. I mean, it is. This book is brutal. I mean, it is traumatizing reading it, but it's it so. It was yeah. traumatizing, but I couldn't put it down. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the Mexican Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's what I, I would describe it as, because it was like a big adventure, you know. And instead of going to Mordor, it was like they were going backwards, like they were coming oh, from Mordor right to Hobbiton. There's even a ring. She talks a lot about yeah, her Yeah, see? She does. That, that, I, 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 said I, it, I said it was kind of like the Mexican Odyssey, and then I got like a 15-minute uh, philosophy uh, beratement sure. from Soup. Yeah about how that was not yeah. true. No, 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 that's not true. We discussed the Odyssey. It was a great discussion. Anyway, you were going to say it. And then you well, questioned I, me. I that, um, like one of the things that I love about books is like getting in and understanding the characters and, and learning from their perspective. And I've always had a very soft spot in my heart for um, migrants and especially for people who are fleeing violence but it never occurred to me, like, some of the things, like, along the way, this woman who was just determined to help her young, brilliant son um, to, to keep him safe, like, I I thought it was interesting trying to understand, like, what people can actually do. Like, how right. much you what, how much you can endure to protect your child and to stay alive. And along the way, they meet all sorts of people who are coming along, right? There's the guys who ride the, uh, La Bestia every summer. Those are the ones I was wondering what happened to them. When I finished the book, I was <laughs> I was thinking, I wish I knew what happened to those two, you know, to the, some of the smaller characters throughout. Yeah, because well, I think that was kind of another kind of point of the story is, uh, which is, as a reader, I was kind of disappointed in, in 
but but as uh, as somebody who's reading something realistic or supposed to be realistic, is you really don't know. Just like in right. real life, you don't know. Right. Just like with with, uh, with Javier uh, at the end, I was expecting this this huge. I don't want to give too much away. This, this huge. Uh, confrontation Res- resolution no, yeah and what i got i felt i don't think we, i think that we can talk about the book and not worry about spoilers right? okay it's, well I felt, I felt kind of uh, I, I didn't feel let down but i felt like yeah but this is really how it would be i mean it's not like he would fly up to they weren't going to have a face-to-face confrontation yeah. by the end of the book. Well, right. the thing is, like, she's constantly being hunted, and so she's and yeah. and she's not she's not a conspiratorial-minded person before this, but now she right. realizes that she has to um, be wary of everybody. But they they along the way they become friends with these two young women from Honduras who were just brutalized, and, so and their and story I, just really I kept thinking I think about it days after true. I read it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I felt like their story is very true and probably like a lot of women go through that. Like it's what do they call it? The price you pay? Like, yes. The, you what was the word um, soup that they used for the ATM? It was like the human ATM. Oh, you know what I'm talking fine. about? Yeah, I, I don't remember the phrase. I had to put yeah. the book down. It was, um, yeah, it, was it was like cuerpo yeah. atemático or something like that. Yeah, alto cuerpo or something like that. I had to put the book down at the thought of that. that they what I liked expected. about it is that she didn't spare us from having right. to feel right. like they would feel. Right. Oh, oh, I'll tell you a part that made me cry. Um, it, usually the thing that makes me cry is kindness. Or, or when people show kindness. So when they're um, walking, because they had to walk a little bit to get to the other train area, um, right. and the and the doctor that pulls oh, over, yeah, and right. he's yes. offer them water, and yes. they don't trust him because they've been brutalized as the human ATM. And he, at one point, she says, "Well, why are you helping us?" And he pulls out the gold crucifix and he said. Right. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. Right. And there's a lot about faith in in the book yes. too. Yes. Right. 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 That I loved. Um, another part that I thought was pretty intense for me is where she forgives. Um, the, Lorenzo. Uh, Lorenzo, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I've read the book like six weeks ago. Um, Lorenzo, who is who looks like a migrant and acts like a migrant, but is really basically trying to buy his way out of the drug cartel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that that storyline really moving because I kept hoping throughout the story that there would be a redemptive quality to his story. <laughs> and uh, I guess I was just being too yeah. hope-filled yeah. in that, See, that respect. Was the, re- the realism part of the, it. Yes, and then how it ended with Lorenzo I, that was a very moving to me that she went over and she forgave him. But I got to say, I was also really happy at how his storyline ended. <laughs> right. If we're yeah. already yeah. giving, giving out spoilers here yeah. that, that he ended um, brutalizing a woman at the hand of a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> stopping him. That yeah. was very important to me. Oh, and then about, it was also important how she forgave him. How, how about when the coyote hands him hands with a gun? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, what? Um, yeah. And I, I, the whole time I, I kept thinking, why don't we, as an um, American government and the military, and I, because, you know, they call me John Bolton in a skirt. Right. Uh, <laughs> why don't we go and do something about these drug cartels? Because right. Mexico is becoming a failed state, and you don't want a failed state on your southern border. 
Right. It's terrible. I was, well, my eyes were very much open. Well, after <laughs> after I read the book, I was like, let's just open the borders, let them all in. <laughs> <laughs> it ready. did make you feel empathy towards the plight of the immigrants, which I think was the point of, you know. I got out Rosetta Stone, and I was like, I'm going to learn Spanish now. <laughs> I don't want to let them all in. I want to go help them have better government right right yeah yeah i i thought there were um there were quite a few moments that really really affected me you know um having my parents being uh, immigrants from mexico and one that really got to me was when she talks about um uh, the plight of the the migrants and she talks about how she she was one of them she's becoming one of them and she remembers sitting you know comfortably oh. in her kitchen hearing about these things and knowing about them but not experiencing them just knowing about them from the comfort of her right. of her life and uh yeah it was just really affecting i, I think that he she did that because she the writer because she's trying to make you feel and accept what's happening and i think we all kind of get right. that that reaction that we, you can know, you can read the articles, but a book like this forces you to confront just how horrendous and evil these things that are happening right. are happening right now, all the time, very close to us. And so you don't was exaggerated? I don't think so at all. No, no. I, I mean, like, you know, I've talked about these things on our podcast uh, from from uh, my my parents' uh, perspective and what they escaped and what and what they saw. You know, they they weren't being chased out by drug cartels, but they heard the stories. They know about these things, and and I, you know, I just from being a news hound, I know a lot about it. I don't think it's exaggerated at all. And so that criticism of the book is nonsensical. It's that absolutely made me absurd. angry. That criticism but, made me angry because any casual observer of things right. that are happening down there realizes that, that that's that is a huge yeah. problem. I think this is a problem that you have with all kind of um, uh, any kind of representation of a group is the group is always going to say that's not all of us, especially right. if you show something negative. The response is going to be, but it is part of you. And right. and in order for for outsiders to understand what's going on, you have to understand some of the negative aspects. And those people are going to respond that it's unfair to paint everyone with that with that brush. So I can I can see both sides on this. I really can. Uh, I think some of the criticism is is absurd when it's going so far as to be you know violently threatening the author, which is right. ridiculous. Canceling um, her book tour, especially right. when it's it makes. It makes a whole bunch of people in America, including a bunch of white people in America who are going to read this book, right. but not just white people, obviously. It's right. Oprah's sure. Club, and, and, and right. that appeals to all sort of sectors. But it makes you feel empathetic and sympathetic for migrants. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, it, I, it's kind of like when, when, when uh, movies like Chernobyl came out, and it's all British actors, and, and I was like, oh, I feel like I could be in this situation right now i know i mean i don't i don't know if, if that sounds bad or anything but when mm. she was talking about her middle class background and them having right. a barbecue right. and all of a sudden she's just you know she's at the bookstore and then then all of a sudden she's on the run i'm i i could see this happening in my life like not not that i would have anything like this yeah. but i could picture myself being there rather than having it and and, I, and i'm not saying that I, I'm just saying, just from my perspective, I want to go out and read other other authors. Like I, I read uh, 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 
other I've read some South American authors. I, I don't have any Mexican authors I've read, but I, that's going to change. I know you never even read what I write. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course not. But uh, I mean, I'm on the show, so I already know what you think. But but I I could I I could get her perspective. I. I I don't know if that sounds like whatever the terms are now, but it made me to relate to these people. Don't you think the reason that the people were angry now, I'm not getting into all the cultural appropriation stuff, but is that she appealed to the masses and didn't seem to have a political bent, an overt political bent in her writing. Um, I, I would think that if she did, if she went, more to, um, I don't know, slamming Trump or slamming U.S. policies more, maybe she wouldn't have gotten some of the responses that she got. I'm not sure. It's funny because when I mentioned to people that this book about immigration, American Dirt, this novel was getting a lot of um, blowback and controversy, many people I talked to assumed that it came from the right. Right. (laughs) Because it's... I'm not going to say it's pro-migrant. It is empathetic migrant. It is definitely. And also, I I think that she also painted it as that a lot of the migrants, especially Lydia, even though she's uh, an educated upper middle class woman, she is naive about the United States. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and and the, and what they think that the United States represents, and all the safety that comes from it, and the opportunity. And she ends up having to take a menial job when she makes it, but it's because of the safety that she is so grateful yeah. to be angry, right. that the they, conscience comes from the left and it started with this woman oh um, complaining about <laughs> white authors thank you thank you this <laughs> is where our fight came in dana <laughs> well she started she complained that white authors get all of this extra publicity support and they get all of the book contracts and right. like and that they were she was chosen for oprah's book club and that started just the whole chain of events with them basically the publisher being so weak and feeding the mob and canceling. Oh, that made me so angry that it seems like they definitely kowtowed to the mob. And then the publisher had a meeting with this group of uh, Latinx, I don't know, whatever. uh, (laughs) I just tweeted about that. I mean, with a whole bunch of these authors and they promised like that they would give them more book contracts and more publicity. Like, Why? Yeah, this, and like if, if, if and like it's sort of like saying that Harper Lee could not have written right. about Finch because she's not a man. Right, it's insane. This is what this is what fiction is supposed to be about. Yeah, it, it, it's it, about who gets to tell these stories, and I can, feel can like I, that's what's being litigated here is that who is even allowed to tell these stories. Yeah, like and, I, 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 for me, it like it's all about the story. What story is best? And the Oscars, if you compare this to the Oscars, they got the same blowback by Parasite winning. And I just watched that the <laughs> other day, and it totally deserved to win. I absolutely love that movie. It was totally in Korean, all Korean actors. Korean, I mean, there there wasn't any, like, oh, this favoritism is going to have a white guy do a Korean movie. I mean, it... it, it, it it, it deserved to win because it was the best. It was. I, I, I mean, I haven't read this, these other Mexican books. I plan on it, but uh, the woman told a good story. It was. It was a page turner. Okay, I, I, I do. I, I feel a little uncomfortable with this because um, this is what it sounds like to me: is 
Imagine if I wrote a book about Louisiana, yeah. having never visited there. And what I did is I just read books about Louisiana. And then um, you would be like, oh, well, who cares? Who cares if you wrote that? But what if, uh, what if Oprah then said, oh, you have to read this book about Louisiana? And then I become a hundred thousand heir because of it. And then everybody is like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Wow, you have to read this book. It explains everything about Louisiana. And you're sitting there like, wait a minute. There are Louisiana Louisiana authors like to know more about. Yeah. Okay, I understand. But, but okay, okay. So so you're, we, but that's, we you're upset about that. But no, you don't, don't care. Okay. So then, okay, all right, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> but you're, you're shutting down all the criticism. And what no, I'm saying is nobody that. Nobody has done that. I said that, that there is, there is legitimate criticism. You can <laughs> okay. criticize her for the tropes. Okay. You can criticize her for borrowing heavily from nonfiction inspiration. You can, can criticize her for misusing language. But she should not be criticized because she is white. And Hispanic. Okay, the the criticism of her is is not fair, but but let me let me continue but on that. that more that, criticism that, that, of the wait, industry, right? If 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 that happened, you would rightfully say it is unfair to have somebody who has never been to Louisiana and doesn't know Louisiana become wealthy and be praised for this book well, that Henry I Fonda say did. doesn't doesn't represent who we are and then if the whole if everybody came down on you and said how dare you just you know uh let us tell you how to represent your community you would be upset that's kind of what's happening but but she uh, i think that it's not an exact parallel because she is married to a man who uh needed a green card right so he's from ireland no, I, okay, right. So I, as I said, not exactly parallel. But um, she did. Her grandmother's Puerto Rican. Okay, if that helps. Yeah. But um, she did go and live in the area for five years. Yeah. I. I yeah. I. I, I do. It's, I'm uncomfortable with it because if a community tells you you're not representing them well by this book and the answer is shut up uh this you know our, this book represents your community and we know more about it than you do doesn't that seem a little well, i feel he the same way that. That, that this is basically saying that someone who has is not mexican yeah and but she, writes about, she has to write about this in the author's notes right. she basically is already pre-apologizing yes right that she doesn't have to write, first of all, if she had no Mexican ancestry at all, which she does not, she still has the right to write the book. People have the okay. right to criticize well, right. her. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, but course, it's yeah. come down to her whiteness, right? That original no. article that that original article literally says to fit the message that Gil kept coming to read by a white itself. man and not a white woman. Woo. There would be yes. hell to say. Yes, right. there would. Right, right, right. Did you not, think that? It, did you think that um, she was? Did you think that it was not? Uh, I don't know what the right word is. Soup about um, the, the complaints that she doesn't capture the Mexican culture correctly. Do you think? Well, she l- let me, yeah. Rough? Let me say this. Uh, I think that what Matt says is really important here. That that the way she wrote it definitely was for an American audience, so that they could understand what's happening in Mexico better. And right. these complaints are coming out of people who are angry that that is the audience, and that doesn't make sense to me because 
those those people generally, and they'll be upset that I said those people, but <laughs> they Matt, generally want, people, so. or yeah, he says you people, but they generally want you know Americans to be more sympathetic and compassionate about. We've kind of already uh, already covered this, so it, it doesn't make sense to be upset about that, and so that's where the criticism is unfair. But there are certain parts of it where I noticed that it was like, oh, that's not what that person would say. That doesn't quite make yeah. sense, but. But those small like, things are are very you know minuscule in respect to just how incredible that book can, is. Can I make I, an inappropriate metaphorical analysis? Oh, of course. Always. That's okay. what you're here. So it's like when when God was like, "Hey, Jews, this is how it's supposed to be," and Jews are like, "I have no idea what the hell you're talking about." He's like, "Hold on." Jesus, can you go down there and be a human and tell the Jews how it goes? And they're like, hey, I'm Jesus. I'm a human. uh, And uh, this is uh, how it goes. This is uh, what we really want. You know, you needed a human to tell the other humans. So it's like Jesus is is coming, the white person, tell the other white people what the Mexicans are going through. Well, I don't want to deify Janine Cummings, but there is, there is something. <laughs> Wait a second, that's that. literally what they said. They said it was a messianic writing. Right. That's what the original right. complaint yeah. was. And yeah. she rebranded herself in a messianic way as a person of color. Yeah. So I think oh, that's no. what we've it's, been yeah. it's it's really annoying, and, and I and I I see it all the time. Is that. Um, uh, Hispanics and others, other minority groups, they yell, you know, uh, Messiah complex and all this stuff. And it's like, well, do you want white people to write about this or do you not? Like, it's, it's kind of, it's a little absurd, but you, you do have to grant the other side a, a little bit of leeway here in saying, uh, if, the, if if a community says this book is misrepresenting that community, it's kind of odd for outsiders to say, go to hell, we know more about it than you do. Oh, right. I, I think that part, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want anybody Has anybody that. said that? Has anybody said we know about more about like, it than you Like, do? I get mad when I watch the movie Easy Rider, and I see Henry right. Fonda, and Dennis Hopper riding down the, the highways of Louisiana, two rednecks right. come up and just blast their heads off because they're damn hippies. <laughs> like, that would ever happen here, but, well, you I know. Mean, it, happens, it happens to people from Wyoming, too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, y'all have, in Wyoming, it has, like, the most murders because of uh, Longmire. I mean, that's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that county's busy. He's <laughs> busy guy. Busy yeah. guy. But I also really appreciated the way it made me feel. And I, I carried it with me because when I watched um, Pandemic on Netflix, has anyone seen that yet? I haven't no, seen that yet. It's in to. my queue. So I think it's very good. Um and there's in the second episode, there's like seven episodes in the second one, they talk about trying to vaccinate uh, migrants and the children yeah. and they interview some of the people. And my heart was just breaking. And again, I don't want them all to think that they can come to the United States. But obviously, that's yeah. not going to work. they don't even want to leave home. She didn't want to leave. Right. 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 He wants to stay. Right. So why can't we help them stay? I, I'm very concerned I, I, on the back page of the front section of The Wall Street Journal today. There's an article by Juan Montes. Oh, well, I guess no one's going to give him a hard time. Um, (laughs) And the headline is Mexico vigilantes recruit children to fight. And they have these young children, including 13 year olds, who are now given guns and they learn how to march around. And they're supposed to help protect the village from the drug cartels. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Uh, oh no, there's there's great uh, documentaries on Netflix already about you know the horrible things that are happening. Um, there's uh, yeah, she so she talks about the anti-narco uh, people and and the, these are just vigilantes who say the police aren't protecting us. We're going to arm ourselves to uh, uh, and one of those groups were the Mormons, right? The Mormons that were right. uh, that were there. It is the Wild West. Wait, it is that was horrific. The, I thought it they is, were Methodist or something. Uh, no, they're Mormons. the Mormons. They said they yeah. were Pentecostal in the book. No, no, no. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm comparing those people to also this other group that are Mormons. Oh, there's, okay. there's, Mormons there's more than one group in Mexico. Slaughtered. There's like a huge yeah. group of Mormons that live there, and the, a huge group of them were slaughtered like two months ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. By the drug cartel. And what was the what was the end of that story? When the FBI goes down there, what do they find? Oh, the sheriff of the area yeah. is a drug cartel guy. Oh, of course. And yeah. he was in yeah. on it. So I'm right. like, why don't we use our military might to go down there and do something? Well, um, Trump threatened oh, that, man. and the and the you and are President, Bolton in a skirt. President, we need more Boltons in the skirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I, the, the 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 issue here is is you know to learn about something and then want to do something about it right now and ignore that there have been a lot of things happening about this right now. Like there's a lot of money that goes from um, uh, I'm sure Dana knows this uh, a lot of money that goes from the American government to anti-narco uh, action in uh, with the Mexican military. The the U.S. military does you know they they do um, operations with the Mexican military against the narco uh, narco people but it's just i you know there's no easy answer there just isn't as long as there's a demand for drugs here that drives up the price and and you can make it and sell it and what i'm uh, hearing uh, you say is we should legalize all drugs yeah well i think that's a simplistic <laughs> dumb response hey that would help the pharmacy it, business <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, look. Uh, I know sometimes, he keeps begging me for heroin every day, and I'm like, dude, you need a prescription. It's not every day. Anyway, um, look, this is a this is a very very thorny issue, and I don't think there's a simple answer to it. I do think more needs to be done, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's hor. I, I think everyone. I, I do recommend everyone read this book, and what it does, it just deepened. My position on this, which is I'm, I definitely don't want to have open borders, but I think more people need to have compassion for the people that are being forced up here and to understand their plight and not just assume they're all MS-13 uh, members, which is what you hear on, on a lot in a lot of uh, uh, n- uh, networks and places. But um, but just because you have compassion, you know, doesn't mean that you uh, support lawlessness and and. Right. Uh, I, I, the book is amazing. Book is, what, book is, I, what I learned as a racially ambiguous American is that I should never write a book about Mexico <laughs> because um, I'm going to get slaughtered for it. Well, That's what I, think what I think what it is is we. I just need to write a book with only white characters. <laughs> so, and I'm going to call it. That's I'm going to call it something in, innocuous. <laughs> like I want to make it like patriotic. Uh, like maybe something like the birth of a nation. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh geez. Yeah, you can have uh, Justin Trudeau in there, and you can have uh, yeah. Mayor Nor- uh, Governor Northam. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it was an incredible book. Uh, w- when I first started reading it, 
I could uh, – what I did is I read some of the articles before you recommended it, and so I, I knew what the criticism was, and I started reading it, and I thought, okay, I can kind of see what people are saying. And then it just grips you, and it drags you along on this horrendous journey, yeah, and it kinda... is amazing. <laughs> you didn't turn any pages, but yeah, it is incredible <laughs> and incredible. I'm going to hang up. Let's not go there. Go there. The I highly recommend it. Uh, and and I do think most of the criticism is absurd and ridiculous, especially when you're you getting know, it. You know, one of the things I think about the criticism is that um, 50 years from now, people will look back at this time and these politics that we're in, and they'll hear about this book and see the contro- controversy about this book and think it is preposterous. Oh, sure, of course. It's yeah. like I honestly think that what the, what the left has done – I shouldn't say the whole left, but the, what what that group has trying to do to this book. It's the modern equivalent of book burning. Yes. Okay. Uh, and yeah. We should be open for the First Amendment. Everyone should be able to write this. Right. You should be able right. to write whatever you want. And if and, and if it's a commercial success, well, good for her. And right. if she fails, that's fine too. I, I agree. I, I think I think though uh, there is a there is a problem here, and that is when the movie comes out. And the right wing hears about how it's making people feel compassionate towards migrants. Yeah. Then you're going to have book burning <laughs> on our side. So I think there, yeah, but but rain in I don't our. Think there, I don't think there will be a movie. You uh, don't? Oh, I, I, I agree. Would, I agree um, with her. Yeah. It would make. It would be a fantastic it movie. Would. Yeah, it would. But I agree. I don't think. I think that they'll uh, blackball anybody who tries to. But didn't they say Clint Eastwood was looking at picking it up? Oh, you don't, yeah. I don't think you care. Him. Well, maybe white people could play all the parts. I mean, <laughs> I've said it in Canada. Yeah, and it'll be people. Oh syrup my god! To, yeah, that's just for fun. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to run in a minute. I did want to say again, like, uh, thank you for making my weeks so happy. I love Friday mornings when I get to have the podcast, and Peter will always be like, "What are you laughing at?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like laughing and dying, and um, I just I, I really appreciate what you do. Wait, Thank should you I, so should much. Should I give a should I give a, a rundown of the book in my way? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Please. So okay, so there's a Mexican lady. This lady lives in uh, Acapulco, and that's a place where they jump off the cliffs. I don't know why, but uh, then she's like having a barbecue uh, because <laughs> apparently she likes American books and only reads American books. And uh, this dude comes in, and they have an affair, but not an affair. <laughs> and uh, they uh, then he gets mad because uh, uh, you find out, surprise at the end, that something really bad happens to his daughter. And then uh, then they uh, she uh, is gets scared, and they go to the hotel. And uh, which I didn't know they had hotels in Mexico oh, until now. Uh, <laughs> Learn something else new. And uh, then uh, they get on the train, which is just a giant meat grinder. It's and worse it's like, than the train to boot sand. Yeah. It's basically like Snowpiercer, but there's no snow. <laughs> and uh, then, then uh, uh, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. She tells everything to the nuns. And I don't know how the nuns kept that secret. I don't know if there's some kind of Catholic law. You're not supposed to tell people stuff. And then... Uh, then, then the owl keeps chasing her, and there's, there's but the jack of, saves him. There's lot, lots of rapes, lots of rapes. Oh, like it's just oh, like, God. oh, you were raped. Oh, another rape. 
another rape. It was just all the rapes. And then uh, they finally get to America and like, oh, it's over. <laughs> American Dirt. The yeah. Very good. Yeah. Right. Wow, that's a great movie. Yeah, I was like, what? It, wait, they're in America? The, the, what? <laughs> I thought, I thought the third act could have been a little longer. That's all oh, I'm saying. Oh, here we go. Here. I did kind of like the jackal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I like the jackal, too. I really enjoyed but his... But is every coyote named the jackal? I mean, did, she even said that in the book. Did she? No. Some of, them are, some of them are named super Mexican, but I don't know. Oh, it's, okay. Well, you are super. I'm going to have to run. I'm going to Martha McCallum's book party if you want to have another book club someday. Awesome. Ooh, yeah, we'll think about it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it was wonderful, as always, and we, we really appreciate you uh, uh, always on The Five and in your show. And You're every- the patron saint of the Super Mexican show, other than St. Blaze, who is the patron saint. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean and we're getting fireball. a candle made? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right, my friends. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay, now we the- really fight? You really stand up. What? Now we're really going to fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, um, wow, that was great. Um, yeah, I wanted to say this, this is so funny. This is uh, – Matt infuriates me because <laughs> – because there is a there's a real like beautiful philosophical um, theological uh, tr- a treatise like thought about how the how art is very like the creation of art like writing a book is very similar to what God did in granting His Son to the world and right. and there's a real like beautiful and he and I was thinking about this and I thought you know what everyone hates me when I do that so I'm not going to talk true, about it. It's true we do. And then Matt comes over here, kind of like Jesus. When <laughs> <laughs> like, like I wanted to shoot myself. I wanted to shoot myself, to shoot myself in when a good he, way. In a good. In a, in oh, okay. Really, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I was like cheering you on and also uh, dying inside, uh, ang- very angry, very angry. Um, no, that that was really good. Uh, I I had a whole other a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about. Um, we still got time, and the Patreons are starving. Oh, the Patreons are starving. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think I might write this up and and defend uh, definitely the book uh, because it is so incredible. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm about maybe ten or fifteen percent on board with the not criticism of her. Do you think I'm taking it too personally? Uh, like everything else, yes. Uh, I'm but, asking you, like, do well, you think no, I'm taking I, it seriously because okay, I identify so, with this author? I identify with her, yeah. her, her okay, racial makeup. So, so we got two different people. Oh, okay, yeah. so you're first, you're second generation. Is that right, Sue? So, is it fair to say, or is that would they be first generation? Uh, what do you mean by that? Because uh, it, so your dad was an yeah, immigrant, my dad right? was an immigrant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so and Jess is grandparents right and my mother's okay. first language was spanish she was born in texas but i mean um my mother's entire right. family was from but, mexico but, but my culture... dad's entire family is is obviously anglo right so... So, but your culture was way more uh americanized than soup's culture which is kind of 50 50 right i mean right. you have the outside right, right, right. world then you have yeah. to when you're right. at home yeah definitely right, right. so 
it, it it's y'all are both coming at it from two different perspectives. Like you have an attachment to it, right? And he has a realization of actually living it. So I think y'all yeah. Are See, look, look. This is this is a, this is a little tough for me because I didn't want to say that I know more about. Mex like wh- wh- how Mexico really is than you all because I uh, maybe because you t- haven't lived there but you've yeah, heard of maybe maybe right? a tiny yeah maybe a tiny right. bit That's okay. I, but, but what I want to say no I, look I don't I'm, I'm I don't I'm not avoiding that because I'm trying not to hurt your feelings you know I don't give a we damn about that, that. No, I'm, I'm that. really trying to be as radically honest about this as possible I am more like you guys we're all American we were raised here we know our values here but. For a community to say this book doesn't represent us, I even from my vantage point as an American, I have to have some humility and say I don't know if that's true or not. I can't say. All I can say is from what I I know is I can recognize a few little parts where it didn't quite make sense to me as a person who speaks a little bit of Spanish and was raised with people from that culture and. If that community is telling you this doesn't represent us, I, I think we we can't just sit back and be like. But is F- that you. enough to cancel a book? Uh, it's gone from criticism right, to canceling. Right. But, criticism. But, I'm fine. I don't, I don't, I don't Go think ahead, you, I don't think is saying to cancel the book. I think no, he's saying exactly, that right. other voices should be right. given an equal. That is totally fine. This, okay, if they're saying okay. we want to increase representation in in the publishing world, I'm totally for that. Okay. Well, then say that. I did say that. <laughs> I just did. I literally just your, did. Wait, your, did you hear me? your version, your version of cancellation is like they're absolutely wrong. Screw these people. That's dumb. Uh, everyone should. No, do. what I'm saying is there's totally a difference between criticism and cancellation, and okay. this has gone over the line. If the whole movement had been about the way that she spoke Spanish and it was wrong. If it was about the barbed wire decorations at the party, if it was about her Irish husband, I can get behind that. I think that's all pretty sleazy, but that's not where this went, is it? It's that she was too white to write the book. Okay, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. This is just like every – this is just like – at 99% of the arguments everyone is having in politics right now is that we latch on to the extremes because it's easier to – Wait a to, second. This literally to, started to, with the woman saying that this author stepped out in public wearing her ill-fitting okay, Mexican I costume. I understand. That's where it started. I understand Wait, that. Can um, I see but, that but, costume? <laughs> I, I, I understand that. And, and her screed was crazy and nasty and, and very extreme. But she also had some of the other criticisms in there. And she also, she also, she also gave, she gave this woman a, a, some credit. She said, uh, I forget what it was, but she, she said it's not, you know, it's not all her fault. She that, gave her some credit by calling her a self-processed gabacha. In the very opening uh, page. Is yeah. That no, no, see, that's what you, see. This is what you're doing. What, I'm, you're, what I'm saying is that if you start cherry, off by attacking her for right. being an outsider, you're cherry, you're cherry if you start out by attacking her for being the, an outsider, then right. you make it you're negligible that she even has the right to right. write the book. But what you're doing is you're cherry picking the worst parts and ignoring. Oh my gosh! Did you read the entire thing? I did read the entire thing. That's why I'm telling you this. Jealously hate reading the book. That that's where she started off. Right, right. If, I if, if this that. messianic I, I, Bill Cummins rebranded I've, I've, herself I've, as a person I've, of color, 
I've already acknowledged that. I've already acknowledged that it's that it's insane and it's it's bumbles with Trumpian tackiness, selfishly, parasitically. I already acknowledge that. Yes, I know. You don't have to read it to me. I'm not Matt. I read the things that you said to me when you're when you you read this and you said that it had. Yes, some of it is reasonable. Yes, read the reasonable parts. Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm giving you the paraphrase of it, and what you do is where, where is it? Which page? What, what, what can, you do? Can, at, can I be referee? Nine pages, where is it? Yeah, go ahead. Where can is I it? be? Can I be referee? Uh-huh. By all means. Okay, I'm so not looking for through what the whole I, pages, I'm just looking for it. Where where's the part that? I don't think you are looking. That's my point. Okay, you so have, what, you what don't what have me in front of you, and I do. So I'm I'm literally asking you point to the part that was reasonable. All right. Well, give me a second. I had it here. Before. Okay. So from what I'm hearing is that uh, Jess, you you think that if anybody's at fault is more the publisher because you think it's unfair that her tour got canceled and that she is being made as the scapegoat. Is yes. that correct? Okay. That's and and uh, Soup is saying. Well, I agree with that. That. Uh, okay, is that, but soup. So, so y'all agreeing on that? And soup is uh, saying that uh, a better message might be heard by people and have been published by people who've actually lived this, but have not given a voice because once again, uh, the publishers just go to uh, you know the the readily accessible. You know, oh, okay, this this is an author we know. This is an American person. We'll just go with this instead right. of stepping outside their comfort zone and saying, oh, look at this guy over here. Nobody knows their name, but this book is great. Uh, right. Right, right, right. So y'all are kind of saying the same thing. Stop! I'm trying to yell at her that we're saying the same thing. Okay. She refuses to acknowledge <laughs> that we're saying the same thing. <laughs> Oh, that's the podcast. Right. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I, I no, you're totally not. I totally agree that there needs to be more representation. I just think it's dangerous that we're saying who gets to tell what stories. It's totally fine from people from that community to bite back and say you got this wrong. That's what you were totally, saying before. I've said that before. before. Re- rewind for forty five minutes and I've been saying that the whole time. The criticisms are legitimate. If okay. they don't agree with the way that she used language, with if they think that there are caricatures in the writing, okay. but well, it's got you don't even like, know how to say caricature, so I don't I know. Said if it I said the right way. I'm just totally. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, um, let's see. Let me read some of the things she said. Um, if it's the part where she says that she borrowed heavily from nonfiction, right? I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because okay. she, she did say... I, I'll tell you she, the part that I agree with Miriam Gerba about once y'all are finished. Tell me. Go ahead. Uh, that she writes lesbian erotica. Okay. What? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, how do you yeah. not so, uh, Matt, get behind that? Matt, I'm more about Bigfoot erotica, but whatever. <laughs> okay. uh, Matt Matt uh, actually brought this up in the, in the DMs where he said... Uh, is it is it okay that she acknowledges the the authors right. that she kind of borrowed from? And I'm of two minds of that because I, I feel like um, some people there's a big debate about this, and there's a lot of stealing in art, 
You know, right. like uh, Matt and I are big about comic book uh, art, and uh, and often some of our best um, uh, artists, like they they have lifted from other artists, or there. Yeah. So there's a thin line between being. But is inspired. it fiction lifting from fiction, or does it matter that she's lifting from nonfiction and real stories? Right. Okay. Well, let. I, uh, well, I all, I'm, all I'm saying that is that is that there's room enough here to to give her the benefit of the doubt and say this isn't plagiarism. Um, actually, this is part of her. Of her uh, um, uh, investigating this thing, right? Out and trying to be as accurate as possible. Yes, and then mentioning right. the okay. places where she got it from. Right, right. Now, well, she didn't do that though. But she did in the story. She mentioned the, the Uria story. She mentions well, it as a as a live, as a bookseller. She mentions it, and that's where she lifted I, the story about I, the kid dying in the in the garbage. Well, heap. I I think that. uh, She did it in the acknowledgments, but I think a better way would that she could have done it would be an author's note. Like this Mm. event actually. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been. but but it might have messed up the theme of the book as being a narrative. So what Mm. she could have done better is at the end of the book, uh, say, "Let me tell you a few parts about this book," and had like an author then uh, say, "Okay, this part where you saw the train, this actually right. happened in this book." Yeah. And blah 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 yeah, yeah. blah. I think okay, yeah. I think what it comes down to, and uh, and I wish I wish uh, Dana had time to 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 stay on because I I I think that what it comes down to is that. The error in the criticism is to simply assume that this this person is exploiting um, the the pain of migrants. Yes, they you called know, it trauma order, porn. Right, in order to to cash in on it, I, I think that's unfair to her. Yeah, I think I, it's it's okay to say maybe you could have done it in a better way and uh, right. and cited the sources in a different way and whatever. I, but to simply assume that this is exploitative and she did it um, uh, purposely, like in a mean way, right. in order to become a millionaire, that's unfair. If you can prove it, prove it to me. But just because she didn't cite sources in, in just the specifically right way right. that she should have, that's not proof of that. And that just right. shows the mean-spiritedness with which the critics are attacking this book. I absolutely agree with that. But in defending her against mean-spirited uh, attacks, don't also whitewash that there is some fair criticism that has to do with a community saying this is misrepresentative of our of our experience, and then the American, the mostly Anglo-American uh, uh, book. I'm going to add mostly Anglo-American to my Twitter profile. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the the mostly ang- uh, Anglo-American book industry saying. Saying we do whatever we want, and this is right. how we're going to represent you. Now that I, that doesn't mean I advocate book burnings. That doesn't mean I advocate back, book cancelings. That means that this conversation, them forcing these people to face the fact that they're not, they don't have enough Hispanic voices right. when they're talking about Hispanic issues. That's a good thing. But and ironically, I, don't you think that what they're doing is eroding at their power? This woman identifies at least. Oh, yeah. It can be confusing. It can be confusing when you are both white, well, your race is white, and absolutely. your ethnicity is right. Hispanic. It right. can absolutely be confusing filling out forms. I know this from personal experience. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, and it I'm can be confusing to figure out I know where, exactly how that feels. <laughs> you can, you can, it can be confusing as to figure out where you fit ethnically yeah. because right. you identify with both sides. Yeah. But the whole reason that we have the ethnicity or the Census Bureau started – 
you know, identifying people of origin of Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Central South American, Spanish-speaking countries as Hispanic, is there was a push to increase their power collectively. Right. Wait, so is that when where I, they get white non-Hispanic? Probably uh, yeah. so. Yeah, I, I always think. get confused by that. I'm like, what does that even mean? The whole point <laughs> was you. to increase the political clout of these people that separately didn't have much These people. Right. I'm talking about my people. I know, but it's, uh, it's ironic. These, you say these, these separate people who now want to be identified separately. So now it's like you're not Hispanic enough to identify as Hispanic. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So do you want the power yeah. of having Romo. people that, you know, include Hispanic ethnicity ethnicity in, in their identity? Or do you not? Who is brown enough to tell these stories? Is it okay if you're of Mexican heritage from your mother and your father and you're born in America? Is that give you the right to write the story even if you haven't lived in, in Mexico? I feel uh, like those are the questions that have come up from this as to who is too white, who is brown enough, and who has the right to tell stories, even fictional okay. well, stories. Right. I right. think that the 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 result of this, whether right or wrong, will be a lot more people that are telling stories outside of their culture to self-publish and publishers taking a lot more time to say, okay, would this be a good idea uh, PR-wise for us to publish this book from this culture book to this culture book? Sure. And we've seen that in young adult fiction. Right. Yeah, if the response, yeah, if the response is that, is that, um, the industry is going to say, well, we're not going to tell these stories at all because everyone freaks out and, right. and it's just not worth it. Clearly, it's a, it's a backfire. But if the response is, okay, maybe we should have more, you know, uh, people uh, representing their own cultures and we will, you know, do more to have that accessible to our audience. Well, that's a good thing. Right. But, you know, it, all this is messy. It's that's the way, like, that's the free market, right? That's yeah. the way it works. Um, and and these people of uh, of brown, people. Uh, brown skin people, uh, you know, one of the ways they can exercise that right is by buying more of the books that are made by by their community. But then you don't want yeah. them to self segregate. Like that's stupid, right? Um, and and I, I wanted to get to this too. Is that is that while I do think that it's fair for them to say you are misrepresenting us, the other issue, the opposite issue here, is that. The most extreme Twitter voices are not representative of that community. Of, but they of, have, you know, they have but, an outlandish no, no. amount of power. Right, yes. right, right, right. Well, that, um, yeah. But that doesn't mean you dismiss any criticism and right. just well, screw it, you know. Yeah. And and so it's very messy. And I just I didn't want I didn't want this issue to be represented represented on one side, like oh, this is just a stupid liberal, you know, extremist group. Even though that's probably true, um, there is some fair. <laughs> criticism here but uh but i don't know i think we represented the the uh, the the issue pretty well i think the main criticism i have is that i think that she wrote this book for the masses and i think that a lot of her critics would have preferred a critical race theory type book that kind of drilled down that's fine you know what I, i hadn't even thought of that before you said it i think you're probably right but also that's a thing you can't prove that's in that's intuition of course not it's based on just my opinion based on reading their criticisms yeah. of her book. Right, right, right. 
Well, I'm just glad that now, uh, since we have this mindset that now Southerners will be accurately depicted in all <laughs> forms of media and not as dumb, dim-witted, stupid morons. Well, you're not doing a very good job of that, if that's cool. <laughs> so th- thank you, Gerpa Gerpa, for, for bringing that to our attention. Right, right, right. Well, oh, can I recommend a foreign author? No. Uh, <laughs> Please. Is do. it me? Yeah, you can. What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you, what do you, what do you the got? Alchemist by Brazilian author oh, Coelho. Yeah. Coelho is yeah. very good. It's not a very long read. It's probably like a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty pages. It's very much like a fable, but a really good book. What about we read that it. Love in the Time of Cholera book? No, was... I've been meaning to read that. I know. It's a really popular book, but I've never read it. I thought it was a porny book. Isn't it a porny book? No. Oh, no, it's a no it's a sad book, and she references it in the uh Oh, yeah. In the Referenced thing. it yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Oh, that's, it, a, that's, the very last, that's the very last thing in the book. Is They, is they actually book. reference that book in a lot of movies, which they is really They do, odd. because it's got a really interesting plot. But it's a Colombian yeah. author. Serendipity. Yes. No idea. I have no idea. Um, yeah, that was a great book. Uh, it made me cry a lot. It was really bad. Did it really? Did you really? <laughs> it's man. It just yeah. It really got to me just because uh, like on a personal know. level, like yeah. or you uh, talking about like from. Uh, the, no, like I said, I, I, I felt I felt like her. I felt like yeah. like I've read these stories. I know what happens. <laughs> It's easy to read about them and and have it be distant from you. Right. And that book made it so personal. She and it did. Just, she really uh, did a great job of making you feel the emotions of of her characters. Right. And uh, I I think I think what I got from it is just this overwhelming um, gratefulness that right. that we we live in a in a uh, a country where a lot of that abject misery is just not present um we have we have our problems absolutely you know but wow man it's just it's just this lawlessness and misery and the uh, exploitation of women really affected uh, a lot that was really hard to read like after i read it i was asking soup i was like what can i do to help because i feel like i I mean this is a whole other world i didn't really know about like i said i I mean i'm honestly telling you the truth that (laughs) i thought that you know, just like everybody else, that this is just an invasion, and right. all these people just want to take all our fucking jobs. And- See, and this is and this is what right. This is what kind of this is what's very difficult for me is that is that I know all of this stuff because I'm interested and I'm curious and I know about all these issues and that's why every time we talk about immigration I say like have compassion for these people like you yes, know but then you horrible, get mad when people start show, showing compassion and ask you how to help. Well, yeah. yeah, that's why what? I was kind of upset when when people were bashing Glenn Beck about bringing teddy right, bears and kids. I'm like, come on, they're, they're kids, and I mean that 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 kind of got me thinking. And then right. then when I read this book, I'm like, holy shit! Right. I mean, right. Like, no, I, I mean, I, mean look, I, think I, the, I think the the deeper lesson of the book is that um, women make terrible mistakes and they should listen to their husbands. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, did you notice that Lydia yeah. Lydia basically killed her own. Family, Can right? Like, right. Yeah, don't. Yeah, wear your hijab and never talk to men. That's basically this is the point of the book. Yeah. Don't. Wait, don't I ever gotta talk ask you a question. This is about the plot. 
Yeah. What did y'all think of her husband Javier actually printing that article about the drug cartel? Kingpin? Javier wasn't the husband. Javier oh no, was, Javier wasn't the husband. Yeah. Dang it! About yeah. Javier, what did you think of her husband? Was her husband Sebastian? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah. What did you think yeah. about Sebastian, Sebastian actually actually posting the article about Javier? Yeah, I mean that's well, I, that's what journalists uh, do. I mean that's okay. What, do I mean look this is this is the difficult part of in Mexico is the, that the is that the if you book, do that you're gonna get killed but right? that's that's your job okay so you have the reality of Mexico and then you have this story it needed a villain it needed an antagonist and they used this guy and I know the people as Chris they said oh this corny stereotypical uh, mustache curling uh, dab deponair uh, <laughs> uh, what did they one guy even called him uh, Antonio Banderas character right now like well they needed something to to spur her along because right. if you just have this nebulous well I need to go to Mexico because I am poor, which is obvious. I need to go to America because yeah, so I'm, I'm poor, yeah, so which, which is true. But right. it would make the book like, oh, this is like boring. But when you light a fire under, you think, oh, you're with her. You're you're right there with her. You're on the train with her. Yeah. Right. So it, it uh, I I think they needed that that corny character in there. Uh, yeah, I don't, or, I don't know. I don't know that I would even call him corny, but. I don't know. I, yeah, I thought I thought he was kind of interesting. I just didn't like the confrontation at the end. I, I, I was, I was kind of confused, actually. Oh, oh I don't. Yeah. I kind of liked it. Kinda, I well, liked it was it. like, oh, hey, Lydia, what's up? It showed he was kind of conflicted. Like to me, he he seemed like a super emotional right. person. That and he's sending her all these these stalky letters and messages on boards, and then he's like, oh. Oh hey, new number. Who did? Oh, Lydia, <laughs> what's up, girl? Yeah, I don't. I mean, like, I don't. I mean, the whole situation is so awkward. I don't right? know. Like, well, I don't know what you expect because it's yeah, so bizarre anyway. Like, how you would? What, what was he supposed to do? I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Be like, I'll get you, gadget. <laughs> well, but but of course that would have been stupidly. Uh, right. I mean, you that's not the. That. That's not, not the character know, she wrote, that's, so that's, I don't, and it's not the, human emotion. She, he obviously had feelings for her. Right. Yeah, I that, don't know what that, the, I don't know what the hell Matt is talking about. Anyway, well, um, just, Jess, I'm, you I'm, you clearly were like wanting to say something about <laughs> that. Do you think he shouldn't have written that? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean I can totally identify with him. Want yeah, feeling like he had. Um, I don't know that that yeah, was. He had function. a duty. That was his job. Right. He had a duty well, to do that. Yes, like, but I wonder. Right. Wonder if at that point, like, would well, he be he, be he, kind of going against um, his ethics and morals to not report that? I feel like he had to report it. I so felt more. Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, you're talking about unclear. the reporter. You, you you mean that he should have reported that his wife was? Uh, no, no, no. He should have reported about Javier. But I wondered if you felt like that made him a bad husband. Oh, yeah, but okay. they did it together. They did, and I well, kind of. First of all, she I asked him. She right. asked. I mean, she, she asked and him. I thought about that for days. I thought about that. Wow, she told him to go ahead and and put it to print. And she even even framed it and said, "Yeah, this is how you should write it." Blah blah blah. 
and and the daughter sent in the poem. Yeah. Right. And, well, uh, I'm telling you, the point of the book is that women uh, make terrible decisions, <laughs> and men just stop listening to them because your family is going to get killed. Yeah, because uh, because who who was the impetus of it? Marta's like, oh hey. shit, my dad's a drug and, lord. I'm gonna hang myself. And remember, <laughs> and remember, uh, she so he's like, okay, we'll post this. Um, do you oh, think we should we go, go to, to a hotel? hotel? And she's like, oh no, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I thought about that for two days after I finished that book. If she would have just said, let's go to a hotel, or if she would have said, don't print Whoa. it as is. I don't know. Also, no, it wouldn't matter. No, it wouldn't matter. If she could be in, uh, I, I don't even know the damn name, the names of the towns, but if she could be in whatever place and there's a, a, a highly detailed yeah, right. silhouette of glasses and an owl going, I'm well, going to find but, you. But look, but look, it is very, look, the, the point, I think the a big point of the book is that you just don't know. Like, right. it's a lot like, a lot like life. You can assume yeah. things that you don't know. And, until and, you're in the and, moment and you don't know what you're right. going to do. Right. Oh, man. I loved her her mantra, don't think. Like, you yeah. just have to survive. Yeah. Just That's do what Rick says. Yes. And, and that, you know, like, again, it, it, that's not good for regular life, like a comfortable, no. uh, you but know. Uh, 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 yeah, right. But when yeah. you're escaping the cartel in Mexico and trying to, you know, like, yes, you have to stop thinking yeah. and just survive. It was amazing. But here's the point I was getting to is that at the end, his reaction is very weird. He says, I wasn't trying to kill you. Right. I, w- I didn't mean any of this. And she's, and I'm very glad she did this. She says, I don't give a damn. And she hangs right. up on him the phone away but it makes you wonder what was he going to say what it what actually happened you don't know you really don't know what actually happened did he intend for all his whole whole family to die was it like a breakdown like and then like go back on it and think i didn't really want to kill you just your family i don't know when he answers that phone he sounds very sympathetic he sounds very like oh uh why are you running away right like we both we both had losses it is man (laughs) It is so good, but it but that's what I like about it is that it didn't answer all your questions, right. and that's the way life is. Sometimes you have to, yeah. you know, like you don't know what's going to happen, and you move on, and you make decisions based on the best information you have, but you don't often know what's going on. I it's love like it. The love Mexican it. Rick and Morty. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit. That, don't think about it. Yeah. Rick, Rick, Rick would tell Morty all that. Don't think about it. Incoming stole from Rick and Morty too. Oh my God! Okay, that's it. I hate her. Oh my gosh! You draw you 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 cross the line when you stole from Dan Harmon. Well, he's not Mexican, but yeah, actually, you know what? Dan Harmon's not Mexican. How is he writing a Mexican character? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Well, he's like he's like. Uh, Jess Mexican. I mean, he's not oh, like a Jess real Mexican. Mexican. Is this the new description? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, and he's like second or third generation. Not so Mexican enough. Is you're what you're saying. white non-Hispanic. Are you a no Mexican or are you a Jess Mexican? <laughs> you're like a Ted Cruz Mexican. Oh, even worse. <laughs> you're Tony Romo Mexican. Oh gosh. Um. So I wanted to name this. Uh, all right. See if you guys remember this. I wanted to name the podcast. The magic dumpster with exhaust pipes. Do you remember that? So she, that? there's a point in the book where she she is reminded of a of a show 
when she was a little kid, oh. and because <laughs> yeah. they're going off on the on the truck, and uh, and she imagines it as a as a as a magic dumpster flying into the space. Okay. But uh, but anyway, no, I'm just gonna call it the yeah. Dana Dana podcast because yeah, that's the Dana 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 book club. It's Dana Churros. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. There's so many moments that really, really got to me. Uh, the when the girls uh, the, they find out what happened to their father. Oh, oh my god, my. that wrecked me. It just rips your heart Reading out. About what happened to the older sister Yolanda, about what she endured and the decision she had to make between her sister and her father. That oh, wrecked me. Torture. It is torturous to read this. And Thinking the only about them escaping all of the horrors from their small town only to encounter them when they went to live with their father, right. that wrecked me. And see, this is this is this is, I felt exactly like Lydia. I know these things happen. I know right. them. I've read about them. I know this is how these things work. And so when I read right wingers you know railing against them as if they're all like invaders and they're in this military and they just want to take your white you know money and your white jobs and your white you know whatever it is infuriating because i know uh, some of them are some of them do have bad intentions some of them are uh, ms13 members but there's a lot of people like this that are just desperate like they they have nothing they have nowhere else to turn they have nothing this is it and they go through this abject humiliation and harrowing, evil, terrible, you know, situations, and uh, they just they just need to get to America to to make their life better, and and it doesn't work. I mean, this is one of the few stories where it, it's supposed to be. This is a happy story, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what what what's the what's the take? I mean, the not uh, ad, not take us out of fiction. What's the take on? immigration and what what how do we help do not yell at matt he's asking a sincere question well look i mean first of all you know you just read up on it right i mean know more about it this well no 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 i mean as a girl no i i'm 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 not i'm not trying to be you know like a jerk about it but i mean i really like you need to know more about what actually like we're doing things now well, the, yeah. people get upset when they hear about this and they get this like, let's do something now. Let's invade. Let's send the military. Like, OK, we have been doing that. Like, we are doing things. We are doing things to help. Um, if you want to, on a personal level, help them, there are ways you can find charities and, and the churches do a lot of stuff. Um, there's no simple answer, you know. Um, well, like I've had heard people say, well – that's not fair to the people in Rwanda that are trying to yeah. get over. Right. This so, all of that is and true. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, they're not next door. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, look, like I repeat as a mantra until you know my brain implodes. There are no solutions. There are only trade-offs, and and the trade-off is that you know um, Trump offered to send the military in to help, but how do you how do you help? It's not like all the narco traficantes are are right. labeled clearly for the military right. to go shoot, and and you have to realize like part of the like oh it's so bad it is so bad it's it's 
you live in a small in a small uh, uh, town, and there's no jobs, and there's nothing, and there's this evil group that does evil things that torture and kill your 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 friends. But the only way you can make money is if you do something for them. So you do this small thing for them, right. and they keep asking more, and they keep asking more, and they threaten your family, and you are forced to do these evil things. And now you're part of them, and you're evil. You're a bad guy, and you had no choice, and now you're screwed. Do you do we shoot them? Too? Do we, ex- do we just summarily execute all these people? Do we uh, execute, yeah. you know, the politicians who are forced to take bribes, and if they don't, yeah. they're going to kill their right. families? Well, it's complicated. it is very complicated. It is not easy. It's not just send the military in and shoot everyone. Right. Right. You're not going to solve this issue. Uh, th- you know, there are ways. So, so I, it's like. You know, my my brain is flooded when I hear this. Like, what can we do? Well, there's a lot of things you can do. But first of all, you have to find out more about what we have been doing, what works, what doesn't, and uh, and really approach this issue with humility because it's a whole other culture, it's a whole other country. Right. The, you know, they have a say in how to fix these problems too. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's just it's complex. But there's no simple answer. There's right. only problems. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say legalizing it will help. I think it will help because it'll it'll um, lower the prices and it'll take. But right. but but some people, you know, what some people say, and I think there might be truth to this. Part of the reason it's so violent in Mexico is because we're winning the war on drugs. Really? They say that that uh, uh, because we've been so effective at shutting shutting it down in America, that's pushing all of the competition into Mexico where they yeah. have to fight over the territory. Interesting. And and so that may be true. That may not be true. I don't know. Um, but I, I do think legalizing it is just going to make. I mean, like, holy shit, we have an epidemic right now of heroin. Right. People. Oh my god! Do you legalize it? Are you serious? You're going to have way more people. And and yeah. people who, who say that that's that's false. It's not really an answer. Right. You didn't watch Murder Mountain. Exactly. <laughs> that's I couldn't get past. The first episode of Murder Mountain. Oh, that was oh so you have to, it's so good. It gets way worse, and it's so good. Just because it's legal doesn't mean there's not a black market. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Um. And he's not talking about the blacks. He's talking about yeah. the, the, the <laughs> this time. Is another thing we're gonna address when we get fair representation as Southern Americans <laughs> in literature. So. Uh, so anyway, I think. Look. Um, it's a very difficult issue. There's a lot of evil going on. Uh, there's a lot of really good people trying to mitigate that evil, including churches on the on the in southern states. Nobody gives credit to. I'd really love to get some numbers on this because I know you know uh, um, in Southern California the the churches that I belong to they did so many good things in Mexico. They send people down there to build houses for orphans. They uh, we would raise money to to take you know, for, selfies with the brown children. Well, there's a part of that. But yeah. you know what? If that if that alleviates alleviates the evil and the pain, then who cares? Right. Um, the churches aren't given enough credit for what they do in, in Mexico. Um, and and uh, so there's a lot of charities that you can that you can approach and, and help. Uh, I think we have to just approach this issue with a lot of compassion and understanding. Right. Even if you're going to be like me, I'm still a hardline border like hawk. I'm very much against legal immigration, but we have made an agreement to help refugees who honestly have a, a real case where they're being threatened, and we do that now. We bring them in, but we're just not going to be able to help one. And that is that is just the tragedy. 
tragedy of human life. That's just reality that we can't help right. everyone. We're helping a lot of people, and we're. I, I want to read that that account of that town that they scapegoated somebody by killing a girl and saying, "Oh, it was Im- immigrant." Oh, that did it. That, the one that she that, mentioned in the book. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see if that's a that's a real that really happened. That so. sounds familiar. Um, it does sound familiar. Yeah, we got to look into that. But uh, but yeah, it's a complex issue. It's not easy, you know. But there's a lot of different ways in which uh, each individual can help a little bit. So. Yeah. Have we gotten all the yelling out? Uh, yeah. yeah. That was a, that was good. It was like a back and forth watching my parents go at it back <laughs> in the day. Man. Yeah, I think I scared the. I scared the other uh, members of my household, but uh, that's why they're used to it. Used One to of it. my members of the household walked in just to make sure everything was okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, that's what that's what the people want, and we have to give them what they want. This isn't a <laughs> accurate representation of uh, Mexican debate, but this is what the people want, and we have to give them yeah. what they want. I think there is a lot of yelling in the Mexican oh, community. No. There's so, so much yelling. So you don't even know. This is like happens. Yeah. <laughs> this is nothing. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it, it was a really good debate. I think we got to a place of agreement. And uh, but yeah, I can't. I, I I can't recommend that book highly enough. It is so so good, and it destroyed me. I have PTSD because of it. I am traumatized, but I, I had loved to it. Zoom through the last third of the book in one night because I couldn't endure it any longer. I want PTSD. I had to get through through it. I wanted to find out what happened. It was just... I felt like reading the book was like the feeling of doing that trip. Like, it was was like, you have to to get through this, but it is so heart-wretching. It is... Wow. Yeah. It is, uh, it is, it is terrifying. Um, but that just makes me even more grateful that we live in America. I mean, holy crap. What a, what a wonderful, beautiful place. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, even yeah. with all the, it's like you have to accept the bad parts, but wow, what a wonderful, wonderful country we live in. Yeah. That we can agree on. Well. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. I doubt that lady who wrote that article uh, agrees. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> thanks again.